This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now we're talking, boys. It is a celebration. If you're just joining us this morning, it is being reported by the Daily News and Stephon Bonnie that <laughs> Bill Jackson is being fired by the uh, the Garden today. And uh, good news and a celebration for Nick fans, I would think. <laughs> also for Carmelo Anthony, as you can hear in the background there. Man, it is, uh, it's going to get rough around here today, I'm sure. And I'm sure a lot of Nick fans want to get that stuff off their chest. And we'll be taking some of those calls here in a minute. But first, let's go to Jerry Recco with uh, an update. Morning, Boomer. This report is brought to you by Movon's MVP Collection. Stylish clothing for big and tall men available online at MVPCollections.com. Not a whole lot to add to that in terms of a report, but I'll give you a couple of Jackson clips from just last week. Uh, this was discussing Carmelo Anthony and essentially the thoughts of trying to move him possibly. There will be conversations after the draft and after the free agency as teams start reorganizing their rosters. And what would yeah, he do? A conversation he... there. You know, uh, hey, uh, Phil, come on in my office. You're out. Right, you're uh-huh. out. Goodbye. Now, he thought he was on the right track with what he's been I guess building is the word. I think we know what we're doing. That's what I can say to them. Although it's not been apparent in our record in the last couple of years. 80 and 166 in the and last by, and by the way, years. you know, uh, Jerry Wally's here. Um, I don't know if Wally's really engaged with us right now because he's like a social media hound. Like, well, it's a very big morning. I mean, he's got Periscope going. He's got Twitter going. You know, wow, you're doing a radio show. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. you, you, you <laughs> I don't know. I'm not you that big on social media. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. What were you just doing? I was just doing an Instagram story. Oh, yeah, it's the chatting and gramming or whatever you're doing. Exactly. Uh, Jackson, two years, $24 million left on his contract. And uh, great timing as free agency starts this weekend. And so who knows who runs the next spot. Well, you know what? Maybe it is good timing that he's out of the building. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. And and maybe now that helps with uh, the free agency. Maybe maybe Steve Mills went to Jim Tolan and said, look, man, nobody wants to talk to me. No, no agent wants to come here and play right now sure. under the current Well, I think, I think when you heard that, that's very alarming. And around the league, a lot of players wouldn't give the Knicks time a day as right. free agents. No and matter how much money they want. a major problem. You need to be able to recruit high-level free agents to win in this league. And if that's the stigma and the reputation of the Knicks under Phil Jackson, that's a major problem. Well, so you got that. That will be the story all morning long. The guys are going to take calls on this, and I'm sure Nick fans are going to be thrilled. There are a couple of other things to get to, because uh, until there's a press conference, there's not much more to add to that. Uh, you had the Yankees and White Sox last night, and I know you were busy yesterday. I don't know who saw the game, who didn't, but I will tell you this. This is a game that the Yankees just gave away. Uh, we'll play the game winner, then kind of go through it. Bases loaded, two out, bottom of the ninth pitch. Hit on the ground, base hit. Left field. One run scores. Here comes the second run. The throw home is not in time. Ball game over. White Sox win. And that is John Sterling, uh, the fan. Yeah, uh, bleep is right. Uh, Jose Abreu, the two-run single, and the White Sox win 4-3 in a game that the Yankees took a 3-1 lead on in the seventh inning, or excuse me, the top of the eighth inning. Severino was, I don't think he's pitched a better game. 12 strikeouts through seven innings. He strikes out the side in the seventh. Pitch count at 104-105. And they take him out. 
with a lead, 3-1, and Domingo Jermon comes in, promptly walks the first two guys, and he wasn't even close. Well, at least Tyler Clippard got out of the oh, mess. Stop. But even Tyler... But, but, I know I know he, oh. he, he loaded the bases, but he got out of the mess. He comes in, well, he comes in with first and second, promptly right. throws a wild pitch, then walks Cabrera, gets a couple of outs, right. then walks Frazier to walk in a run, and then gets out, and he's pump-fisting like he just did this great job. Well, at least he got out of it, you know, okay. to, to, and limited the, uh, the, the Did the I damage. say that again? Pump-fisting Yeah, you did. Yeah, pump fist. And you can say it's not, you ever yeah, pump yeah, fist, Wally? No, no, no. Yeah, Wally's a pump fister. Put that on Snapchat. Or there you whatever. go. Pump, pump fisting. Yes, pump exactly. fisting. But you know, you know the, itch, the interesting thing about this is that, and Craig and I were talking about it yesterday, the Yankees bullpen it's, is, is the culprit. Yes, it's, it's the awful right now. And, and this time it was Dylan Patance's turn. He was not good either in the right. ninth inning. As he walked a couple of guys, he threw a, he hit a batter, and then he gives up the single. Here was some of the reaction. Joe Girardi, brutal loss. They all sting. I mean, it's, you know, we put ourselves in a position to win, and we just gave too many free base runners the last two innings, seven free ones. Seven. In the le- I mean, after Severino was awesome, uh, he knows Severino was in line for the win. He goes seven innings and gives up the one run, and, and you hope that, you know, when you get three, you get some big hits by Judge and Sanchez, it's going to be enough, but it wasn't. Severino had 12 strikeouts? Yes, he had nine through the first five innings. Wow. And he That's was that good. And by the way, I think, I think his last strikeout was 99 miles an hour on the gun. I mean, he wasn't laboring or anything, but it's today's baseball, 104 so, pitches, so you got to get him out. This is, this is the turning point right now because I think the uh, the Red Sox won last night big, didn't they? Red Sox did win last night. So now uh, they're in first place by themselves. They didn't win. They beat the Twins 9-2. They had two huge rain delays in that game. They uh, delayed it an hour for the start. Then they had an hour and 20 minutes after the third inning or something like that. Uh, so they did win last night. And the Yankees are a full game back, but even in the loss column with them. Uh, here was Clippard feeling better. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I felt like myself again. Right. Uh, but Tances, he had issues. My off speed, I couldn't get it over for strikes. That's number one. Number two. My breaking ball, you know, I couldn't get it over for strike. And that was a problem as well. So uh, Severino did not blame the pen. The bullpen, you know, we're going to have nine like these. Uh, Starling Castro placed on the DL with a hamstring injury on a, a totally expected. And Matt Holiday is still not better. And he might end up going to the DL. So things not right now. Very good for the Yanks. Tanaka and Carlos Rodon making a season debut tonight. We will have it for you on the fan. Again, if you're just waking up, it certainly appears Phil Jackson has been fired uh, by the Knicks to the Mets. And they lost the game 6-3 to the Marlins. But here's what we're kind of talking about. Oh, one breaking ball chipped back towards the mound. Off of Straley's glove. Gordon's got it. Low throw to first. In time. They throw home anyway here. Reyes scores. And this is going to get interesting. The run, obviously, for now doesn't count because the call at first was out. But I think the Mets might want to challenge here. And if that's the case, what happens with Reyes having slid home? But now what's happened to Gesellman? Did he get hurt running that ball out? He is bent over, hands on his knees. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. How yeah, he and Josh hamstring. Yeah, he's hurt. Hamstring oh. injury. Here was uh, Terry Collins after the game. Basics of the game, running down first baseline. And I know he was, I know he was running hard. And I... I salute him for that. He had a chance to beat that play out and create a big inning for us. But, that was not uh, pretty. <laughs> um, just another you know, frustrating night as far as an injuries go. There's nothing funny about it. it you know, the, Met, the Mets can beat the horrendous San Francisco Giants, but anybody else, they're going to they're gonna struggle. Here's Ron Darling. I thought this was very interesting. So this is Darling after the injury on SNY. He says uh, these new trainers had better start talking to the old trainers, and then he explains why. Get them in a room and try to tap into some of their knowledge on how you train baseball players, not weightlifters, not six-pack wearers, 
baseball players, they're doing a disservice to their million-dollar athletes that they're paying. It's a joke to watch this happen each and every night. All right, so this is interesting uh, because while you and I are from a different generation, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, we've trained differently. I don't know than they do today. Do you think? I never pulled a muscle my whole entire career. Uh, it maybe because my muscles weren't wired, right? Weren't, weren't tight enough, and I didn't jump high, and I didn't run that fast, so you never really stressed them too much. So basically, but you really weren't. If that I good was then. running a franchise, <laughs> I got to be honest, I would. Put all my assets into my training staff, my physical therapy staff. You need massage therapists on staff. Spend on the best. The Phoenix Suns do it in the NBA. They revive careers. You have incredible money invested in these athletes. you got to keep them healthy. you got to figure out a training staff that is going to keep these guys healthy. That's the most important thing. I know. When I see Robert Gazelman, I don't see somebody that looks like he spends a lot of time in the weight room. No, he doesn't look like Cespedes. Yeah, no. no, Cespedes looks like a, a genetic freak. Right. You know, and there are guys that are like that, that are big and strong and wired tightly. Like you said, I, I mean, I never pulled a muscle. Yeah. Myself, but then again, you know, I was a football player. We did football wake, uh, workouts. You know, you know, when I got to Maryland, we had one of the best workout uh, situations anywhere in college football, and it was about getting big. It was about getting stronger. That's it was about, about lifting weights. In college, I was the same way. We we, we did cleans, squats, jerks. So, we did but all aren't kinds they, of stuff aren't they to doing get that stronger. Stuff now I, I would think they are. Aren't a lot they? of the stuff now is the new functional movement. Um, and it's it, it's not supposed to encourage those types of type of injuries for sure. They're supposed to just not overstress the individual muscles. But I, 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 I'm with Ron Darling. You got to figure out what's going on. But I also and get think to the bottom of it. What Ronnie also is, you know, the environment that Ronnie's been in now this this season. It started with Syndergaard, and Syndergaard came in looking like a bodybuilder, right? And he was so proud of the way he looked. He wore the tight shirts and everything mm-hmm. else, and he got the big lats and all that stuff. And he, you know, remember he was talking about the bowl of death and eating bowl you know, of doom. They got to be like my, bowl of death. my bowl dad. Of my dad, who played professionally overseas, he played in the ABA back in the seventies. Uh, he used to be careful with picking me up as a kid. Because he didn't want to stress his shoulders, he didn't want to stress his triceps, because he thought it was it would affect his jump shot. Sometimes less is more in the weight room. At times, you look at Kevin Durant. Does he look like he's spending no, a lot of time? No, but what I'm saying, I think Ronnie Steph is Curry. reacting. But Ronnie is reacting because right. of what has gone on with the Mets this year, and it all started. So sometimes, with sometimes it's a it's a trainer's job to say, "Hey, stay out of the weight room a little bit, pull back a little bit," to tell Syndergaard, "Listen." You know, you pitch every five days. If you're working out the four of the five days that you're not pitching, maybe your body needs a couple days off. No, he was on this Stay show. Stay out of the weight room. He said, I like what I did, and he's going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. So the, I was the same way a little bit, and that kind of got me in trouble. I, I, I couldn't go a day doing nothing. I had to be. I had to feel like I was doing something to improve my body, to improve my game. Spent a lot of time in the weight room. Maybe possibly that did me in, you know, with my knee and hip a little bit. Right. Sometimes those guys that kind of can just take a little bit of time off, they can chill. They cannot overstress their body on days that are supposed to be rest. Is yeah, what you no, need but to it, do. it sounds easy. But I remember being Syndergaard's age, wanting to be like muscle exactly. bound and strong yeah, and all no, that yeah. other stuff. I was, but somebody's yeah. got to back them down, right? And Agreed. maybe that's what Ronnie's talking about. Yep. Steven Matson, Jeff Locke tonight. Uh, just one other thing from the Mets. Uh, their former pitcher, Anthony Young, passed away. He was 51 years old, had a brain tumor. 
He became famous with the 27-game the losing streak, but just a brutal story. Just 51 years old, he got that news uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, one other quickie from baseball. Again, Phil Jackson uh, looks like he's out with the Knicks. Just quick, because I think you'll find this fascinating. Nationals beat the Cubs last night 6-1, to and Washington, literally, it was a merry-go-round on the bases. Jake Arrieta started for Chicago. So Miguel Montero had a tough night. Here he was in the postgame, uh, basically... Calling out his pitcher. It really sucked because, you know, like the stolen bases go with me. Mm-hmm. And when you really look at it, the pitcher doesn't give me any time. Oh, wow. <laughs> he says he's oh, too slow man. to the plate. He doesn't uh, keep guys so on. So Jake Arrieta, you know, a, yes. really at one point in time was one of the best pitchers in all of yeah, baseball. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no question that the Cubs are struggling. And then and you have a catcher that says this after the game? Oh, he said, yeah, he said a lot. And the reporter would remind him Ooh. about stats. The numbers always go to the catcher. Yeah, there you go. Always go to the catcher. And I'm... I'm I'm the bad guy there, you know, so he, like I say, really, he really sucked. <laughs> I mean, you know, that a couple of balls he threw down at second base wasn't Not too great. bad. Uh, well, no, but also, as you can see with the video, they're wrong. sometimes the guys are at third base before he even has a chance to throw it down. So you get his point. And Trey Turner had a couple of um, stolen bases last night. He might be one of the top five fastest guys in baseball. So you get that. But still, I mean. But the I, other thing, too, is if you are, if, if you are, the catcher in this situation, just don't throw the ball. Correct. Which he didn't on a couple of right, occasions. Right, right. And, and the me- meaning that by not throwing the baseball, you're you're basically telling the fan base, the media, hey, the pitcher's taking too long to get me the ball. One of the Mets going to trade for him because that's usually a Met problem. That'd be perfect. There's one more. He goes, my bad. Well, well not really. <laughs> Got to take it for responsibility. And in the other hand, I would like a little help. <laughs> I mean, I like it, and I don't like it. Of course you don't like it, but it's funny at the same time. Yeah, you know, Wally Zerbeck could have gotten a few more freaking rebounds, right? Uh, Sure. Play a little bit better defense, Wally. Let the big guys get the boards. Okay, that's what you're saying, right? And Vince Young did this interview on SI uh, where he just buries Ryan Fitzpatrick just from the standpoint of saying – how do I not have a job, and how does this guy have a job with all the interceptions? He's playing up in Canada. Uh, and I went and watched it. That part's not on the video, but he is quoted yeah, as saying uh, as such. Well, Vin Chung was given a lot of money, given a huge opportunity by the Titans, and he blew it, and he couldn't handle it. There's also a lot of stuff that's not on the video about him and Jeff Fisher, uh, where they really didn't get along, and his they family tried. thinks he they, derailed they, his they, career. They, they, they wanted him to be the next Steve McNair. They wanted him to be the long-term solution Players don't there. realize enough that when you're drafted by an organization, they want you to succeed. Yes, of They course. want you to do well. And they're it, may, you... it, keep, it helps them keep their jobs. Yes. like They don't want to be making decisions like that with Vince Young and guys like that when they're you know, don't pan out. Hey, listen, when San Diego, when San Diego drafted Ryan Leaf, the the hopes and dreams of the San Diego Chargers were that he was going to be the next Dan Fouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He just imploded and couldn't handle it. And now he's on the speaking tour talking about how he's trying to get his life back in order. And instead of doing that kind of thing, Vin Chung now is taking it out on everybody else. Like, it doesn't sound like he's taking it any personal it, responsibility. But it wasn't an angry interview. That's uh, He was just talking, and it, it was just very honest from what I watched. It wasn't like it was an angry conversation. Well, but Ryan the quotes Fitzpatrick don't look broke great. records two years ago yeah. for the Jets. Yeah. Touchdown passes, great chemistry with all his wide receivers. and you know. Everybody forgets that. Exactly. We like Ryan. We do like Ryan. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.